Welcome to Toxic Podcast. Sorry for the grim resignation in my voice. You have no idea how hard it is to get these episodes going. You have no idea how much emotional energy goes into it. You know what? I don't need to start burdening you right off the bat. That's not what you come to a podcast for. We'll talk about my problems as they come. What do we we got to talk about right now? Well, this is my podcast. I host it alone. I wouldn't wish it on anyone else where I consume and process toxic media. That can be horror movies. It can be garbage popular culture of any type. Uh, Just as long as I uh, am interested in it at the moment. That's kind of our criteria. And this week, I'm super excited. I wanted to pick a high-energy song. That's why we're doing a karaoke version of Short Skirt, Long Jacket. That's right. I took the words out so I could talk over it because I'm a professional. So let's get started. How are you guys doing? How's your week been? It's Christmas, I know. It's been a hectic week. Well, it's, you know, it's one of those... It's hectic, but it's not hectic. You know, like work is shutting down. All the work I'm doing is shutting down. All that work I do um, is shutting down. But everyone's getting together and they're seeing their families, I would assume, I don't know. I'm not really on Instagram that much anymore. Is everyone posting pictures with their families? Um, Is everyone like posting little hilarious videos of their dog or their family dog or their family dad or or whatever, their hot dad or their hot mom? Love to see hot family members. Um, Let's see. Uh, Christmas is going to be a small thing for me every year. I see, you know, it would be... It would be fundamentally dishonest for me to pretend I spend Christmas alone, even though I spend it alone in spirit. But I do spend Christmas with some family and loved ones. Um, so we'll do that. What a great what a great little bit, bit of patter I'm doing up front. Well, it's kind of, you know, so here's, I'm going to pull back the curtain as I like to do. It's a, uh, it's, this is an honesty-based podcast. It's a podcast where we level with each other. I like to be honest with you guys. <laughs> I got to say everything fucking six times before I can say it. All right. So this is the Slenderman podcast. And I'm, you know, as as the captain of this podcast, I'm concerned about this voyage uh, because I watched the Slenderman movie and I watched I had this I had a really bad omen for the Slenderman movie, which is I accidentally clicked on it on Letterboxd and its combined rating was one point six which is a, a low letterboxed rating. But who am I to go by letterbox? You know what? I, I said to myself, I was like, Alejandro, um, 1.6 is the average rating. You're anything but average, buddy. You know, if everyone hates something, you'll probably love it because everyone's awful, right? So I gave it a 1.5. I ended up giving it a, a 1.5. And uh, it's a bad movie. It's a, It is... Is it worse than the Bye Bye Man? I rated the Bye Bye Man higher on Letterboxd. Letterboxd is a, it's, I don't know, forcing me to assign a letter or, excuse me, a number between one and five to rate movies that I'm watching. It's very fun. I really like doing it. And now when I watch a movie, I go like, ooh, what number is this? I get to, you know, I don't even have like a big audience or it's not like everyone cares about my film opinions. I just like, and I, and I put them in my, in my film, my spreadsheet of films. And then I look at the films I watch and I go, oh, look at that. You watched 11 films in the nineties. <laughs> this is what I do with my time sometimes. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know if Bye Bye Man is truly better than Slender Man because I rated it half a star better. Then the other thing I watched this this week 
is I watched a documentary on the Slenderman stabbing, which, you know, I have some like moral feelings about like true crime podcasts, and I don't think they'll surprise anyone. Um, you know, even though I did listen to a true crime pro- podcast for many years before I developed these feelings, I was like a, a week, a weekly listener to a true, a big true crime podcast. And then someone said, like, I kind of grew out of it myself. And then someone mentioned that true crime is kind of vile. And I sort of noticed it for the first time after the fact. And I was like, shit, that probably reflects on me that I didn't notice for like years. I was just listening to this podcast. Um, but, it, but so I don't know if I want to get too deep into the, into like, talking about the Slenderman stabbing and attempting to make it funny. Um, Cause I certainly, there are some things about it that I, as a, as a little stinker myself, there are some things about it that I find funny. Um, but I don't know if it's really a probe to, um, to be projecting those out into the world. Uh, but so my head is filled with slender uh, information. Um, Slendermation, what they call it. Uh, or you know what? It could have been Slendertainment. Because it wasn't the, it, well, it wasn't all that fun to consume. <laughs> um, but Slenderman, we all know who the Slenderman is, right? He's this, he's a very slender man who has no face and he wears a suit and tie. So he's a faceless man who has no suit, who has a suit and tie and no face. And he can project black tendrils out of his back, kind of like Venom. Uh, he's like a symbiote. He can, uh, so he can shoot out his tendrils and he can like grab you or like, I would, you know, anything you can do with a tendril, really. Um, but uh, he originated on a website called Something Awful. This is all from the documentary. Uh, it was originally like an image contest to try to create a spooky image. Someone created an image of the Slender Man. And then sort of like, so I'm not sure if this is exactly the correct usage of the term or if it's like not the correct usage of the term at all. And I'm like a, a, a boomer here. But I think it's like a creepypasta, right? Where it's like an internet story that people add to, and it's kind of a modern version of an urban legend. Is the story is passed along, and people add to the myth, and like popular elements uh, become forwarded on, and less popular elements drop off, and the Slender Man becomes like an internet phenomenon. It's like a, an internet character, and um, you know the Slender Man is spooky. Uh, if you just see those pictures online, like the, you know, especially the ones that make him look very quite realistic. One of the guys pointed out in the documentary I watched that Slenderman likes to appear in forested areas, which I really I, I appreciate that personification of Slenderman, like how Slenderman, he's not just like often pictured in forested areas. It's that he likes it there. He likes the forest. <laughs> Um, that's, we don't know anything about Slenderman. And that's what they were saying too, is that like one of the other things that about Slenderman that's mysterious is that when he originates, nobody knows what his intentions are, which is another kind of a goofy way of looking at him. Like, what's this guy's angle? Um, you know, like Freddy Krueger, he's a child murderer and then he got burned to death and then he murders children in their dreams, uh, as revenge on the parents who burned him to death. But Freddy Krueger is a character from fiction, you know, like film is fiction and Slenderman is an internet generated like Slenderman isn't like of the Slenderman story. And you, you, you remember the Bye Bye Man actually comes from a 2005 short story, a work of horror fiction. Slenderman is di- different, you know, and I don't mean that in terms of like the quality, like obviously this is a form of mythology. It's, it's valid, but it just doesn't have the same 
you know, again, it's not fleshed out. Maybe, well, you know, Jason doesn't really have a mode. Well, Jason saw his mother killed by teens. And Jason's, a, as we all know, he's a frogman. Um, Chucky has a motive. He wants to be human again. And he, like, he likes killing. Chucky loves killing, you know? Um, who was I thinking about loving? Oh, I was thinking about these girls, how they don't love killing. Oh, my God, those girls, they hated killing their friend. They really, you know, in the in the interviews after killing their trying to kill their friend they thankfully did not succeed in killing their friend but both of them are just so bummed about the fact that they killed their friend and like one of them isn't really showing remorse one of them is psychotic um and i'm i'm saying that hopefully like in a diagnosing way and not like he's a psychotic murderer like one of them is experiencing psychosis i believe but again i don't want to get too much into that (laughs) um i will say one of them's got to feel real bad like both of them probably feel terrible, and their lives are just completely ruined by this. They're both in- incarcerated in a mental facility for decades, which, like, it's not jail, but it is a mental facility, and they're in- not allowed to leave. Um, and this is this is the, the defining event of their lives, um, which uh, all things being, you know, perhaps it should be. I, I don't know. Um Certainly, the documentary that I watched was very uh, notably absent of uh, victim testimony. Like, the girl who got stabbed, her her family, she didn't have any lawyers testifying in the documentary. They kind of left out how she must have felt about all of this as time went by. Because I'm sure that she was like, they actually say at one point, like, she was really kind of bummed that her friends did this to her. Like, that's the... That's another thing is that I do find a little funny is that like your friends try to kill you. You're like, on the one hand, you're like, Jesus Christ, I'm experiencing the trauma of someone trying to kill me. But also like, I'm, I feel so betrayed by my friends. My friend, I was like two days ago, we were friends. Like they had a sleepover the night before and the girls, like they go to the park and one of them gets a knife and one of them shows it to the other one. These girls were planning to kill their friend. It's got to really bum you out that these girls were planning to kill you. You, you understand later, especially as you grow up, you understand more like what the nature of mental illness is because both of these girls, like, you know, they're very sick people. They believe that the slender man exists and like one of them one of them is way sicker than the other. This isn't my place to say, but one of them appears to be sicker than the other. One of them, I would say, probably feels like she got taken for a ride. <laughs> like, there's one of them who seems to have participated in the murder much more enthusiastically, and that one also seems to be the one who had the much more vivid delusions. And, uh, again, not really... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but so... In a sense, I am glad I watched this because it sort of informs my viewing of the movie. Um, the Slender Man is like he take he takes you, I guess. Um, the children who participate in this attempted murder are purportedly purportedly they allege. It's such an awful, there's so many, like, there's cops and prosecutors all over this documentary who's like, well, you know, they could be making it up. They could be making up that the insanity defense, you know, it's a very easy way to not pay your time, which is such a vile thing. You know, it's just so evil to even think about people, you know, like there's this thing people in the, in the documentary, they're like, 
you know, it really brings up the question of evil. A lot of people were like, these girls must be evil. And like the lawyers who defended them and the girls themselves received like hate mail from people and people saying like, you you know, you're going to burn in hell and you're, um, you're a manifestation of the devil and stuff. And like, you're a representation of evil in society. You've got to be stamped out like a bug. Um, you know, people really believe that evil can be like an endemic thing. And it makes me think like, do I, because I've certainly thought of individuals in my life, that person is evil. Their motives are bad. They are a bad actor. Um, but when I look at someone, even someone who has committed horrible crimes, it's very hard for me to say, well, they're just bad. Like at this point, you know, with with few exceptions and i mean except you know in a case where a lack of remorse is like a you know there are like psychopaths who like just take so much pleasure in pain that like you can't really there's really not an ounce of sympathy that you can have for them but even those people are are sick in a way like there's you, you know I don't know. What the fuck is, what is evil? It doesn't, I don't know. Look, that doesn't inform my viewing of the film because the film does not have some nuanced, what is evil? The, the slender man is the slender man real or is it motivating these kids to the slender man in the film exists as a force that you watch a video. Hang on. Let me get into the film. Let me get into the film. So there's scary opening music and the, okay. So the teens in this movie, their dialogue is the most, teen dialogue in the history of like it, it, it takes it's like someone is pushing the scream button just like mashing it as hard as they can to like write teens of today you know it's these two girls who i thought were a couple based on how they were uh, lovingly touching each other but apparently they were just friends based on the fact that the girl after the other girl disappears she goes on a date with a guy so i assume that there's not some sort of complicated uh love triangle situation I think they're just friends. Um, but these two girls are talking to each other and one of them is like, you know, sneezing means that you're expelling demons, which is why I never sneeze. I'm keeping them all in my soul. Ha ha ha. If I had a soul, there's these two teen girls are talking about sneezing means you're expelling demons, which is why I never sneeze. I'm keeping them all in my soul. If I had a soul, I'm, I, I don't have a, you know, like it's very like cute, like gothy teen like teen girl dialogue. And then the four girls, the four main girls are walking and one of them goes Twitter poll before she asks a question. She goes Twitter poll. So like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And then they walk up to some boys and one of them puts on an Australian accent and goes, and here we see, I can't do, I cannot do an Australian accent. So don't make me. But she goes like, and here we see some dude bros in their natural habitat. But she does it in an Australian accent, so it sounds like the fucking crocodile hunter. So, like, the the lingo of teens of all generations is being mixed here. But, like, really, they're just, they're mashing the teen button so hard. All these teens are just the teeniest teens that ever teened. Um, and they, so the girls go up to the boys and they kind of flirt and they give the boys the business. And then one girl has to go, uh, meet her sister. At this point, I don't know anyone's name. It was so hard to figure out everyone's name in this movie. I, when I watch movies for the podcast, it's important to me that I learn everyone's names so that I can tell you their names so that I don't do that thing where I end up calling a character the wife the whole time. Um, I find especially female characters often get relegated to the wife or the sister or the girl, in, in, in podcasts 
And I want to not do that. And especially this movie is for girls. They, they, I can't call them all the girl. Um, hey, hey, hey. But so I know all their names now. So I'm just going to retcon their names in. But I should tell you at this movie, it takes over half an hour to learn everyone's name. 40 minutes for one girl. Um, Chloe. Whose, whose name I did learn eventually. Uh, but the main girl is Hallie. And Hallie's the girl who had to go and see her sister. So it cuts to dinner with Hallie and her little sister. Her dad's proud of her for being a track athlete. And again, very like teen, teen-centric teen dialogue. Everyone's like happy and they love each other. It's one of those like a happiness that must be shattered. Like this world, and it's not perfect. Look, Katie's got an alcoholic father. Everyone goes over to Katie's house and they're all being, they're being teen girls and they're watching girl POV porn and they're talking about how weird it is. And her dad is an alcoholic and he's upstairs drinking or like passed out on the couch. And she's like, you know, I think about leaving all the time. I hate it here. But like, for the most part, the life that we see is a pleasant one between these girls and especially like Hallie's house, her family is so kind to her and she's got a loving sister and she's a track athlete. So the movie gets right into it. They're at this sleepover at Katie's house and Katie brings up that some guys in town are summoning Slenderman tonight. And someone's like, we should do that. So they're immediately, I, I love that they're immediately like, let's summon Slenderman. No, there's not some like long conversation about it. They don't, you know, they don't learn about Slenderman one day and then over weeks and months they decide to summon Slenderman. They're like, let's summon Slenderman tonight, right now. Which I think, for a movie that's been so obsessed with the teen status of its protagonists, like, I like that that is a very teen-like thing to do. Um, I like that nobody's scared that they just do it. So, she reads the Wikipedia. Okay, then she reads the Wikipedia for Slenderman as the movie goes. So... They don't say, like, Slenderman is an internet creation from 2009, but they do say, like, no one knows who Slenderman is or, like, what he is. What, is, what does it say? Oh, there's some not spooky pictures of Slenderman. They look up, they look up what you, if you Googled pictures of Slenderman, they look up those pictures. Like, it's not like anything, the movie, I, I think, should have some special pictures of Slenderman. I think they should be above the cut, a cut above, um, above the cut. They should be all the way above the cut. But so the girls turn off the lights. The girls. What am I? Some old man talking about the girls. Um, so the girls turn off the lights and they uh, put on a video. They start reading the ritual and they're like, okay, so you need to like close your eyes and you need to do this. You need to think about this. You need to let Slender Man in by doing this. And they put on the video and they play, it plays this like stupid ass, like new metal ass video where like it's like forests and you know images of Slenderman a little bit and the, like then the video goes it gets more and more overwhelming and there's like an eye and like images overlapping and faster and faster and cuts and cuts and cuts and then dark but they're all genuinely freaked out by the video um oh yeah um i don't know if i want to talk about that yet we'll talk about it later so <laughs> um they're all genuinely freaked out and now that night the main girl has a Slenderman dream where she like sees Slenderman. So we are already, this is again like minute 10 or 12. We're already getting some Slenderman here. You remember the Bye Bye Man, it took a while for the Bye Bye Man to show his fucking face, his faceless face, his similar to Slenderman appearance. But you know, the Bye Bye Man wears a hooded, a hooded uh, robe. 
Slender Man is very dapper. He wears a suit, um, which I didn't actually realize until I was researching this. <laughs> um, so the main girl has a Slender Man dream. The next day, they're all on a field trip to some, like, it looks like a revolutionary war battleground. And they're all like, have you been having nightmares about the video? Two of them have been having nightmares about the video. Ren and Katie and Hallie hasn't, maybe she doesn't admit it. But so Katie is extra distracted by a tree, which reminds her of a tree in the video. And then it cuts to later on that night and Katie has disappeared from the field trip. So it's nighttime and the whole field trip is stranded there waiting for Katie to show up. Finally, the police show up and they start combing the woods. Everyone gets back on the bus and goes back home. Um... Now, that night, again, the main girl, Hallie, is at home with her sister, and Lizzie is asking, Lizzie is the sister, she's the little sister, and she's asking all about where Katie went. There's a noise downstairs. Hallie goes to investigate, but no, and nothing happens when she investigates. I gotta tell you, this is not a good movie. Um, there's a lot of scares that are just like, there's a lot of scares that are the same level. Um, and then there's a lot of scares that are like, I don't know. Like sometimes, sometimes I feel like the movie is moving too fast. Sometimes I feel like it's moving not fast enough. And sometimes I feel like it's maybe just not scary enough. Um, like maybe it's not bloody enough. Maybe the Slender Man movie. And oh, I'm going to hold off on saying this. I'm going to wait until the end because I have an idea and it's gruesome. It's gruesome, <laughs> which is a, a contraction I just created that may, it means gruesome. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, uh, totes gruse. Okay, so, slender man things start happening, right? So, um, uh, she runs upstairs. Oh, someone, someone comes up and starts trying the door, and it turns out Father Jensen, Katie's father, he's an alcoholic. So I, as, of course, in this movie, we need to have the terrible portrayal of the alcoholic. Um, I don't know... I don't know if I have anything genius or philosophic to say about this. It's just like movies in general, like the alcoholic. And someone actually said this to me in a writer's room because I was doing this and they were actually calling me out on it a little bit. They were like, you know, the alcoholic is a very heavy hammer to use in storytelling and people wield it very recklessly. Oh no, the phone's ringing. What am I going to do? I'm podcasting and the phone's ringing. Okay, so people wield the hammer of alcoholism recklessly, and in, god damn it, that phone, and in the, uh, you're, you're gonna hear the, the message, too, you're gonna hear the outgoing voicemail. <laughs> Finally, I got, I got an hour when the workers weren't working. It's my father's partner, Maria. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Um, the hammer of... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you just tolerated an entire minute of that, didn't you? All right. Look, you're heroes. You're all heroes for listening. Um, so people wield the hammer of alcoholism recklessly. You put an alcoholic in a story and he's got to do a bunch of alcoholic stuff. And alcoholic stuff isn't, you know, people aren't just, when you think alcoholic stuff, you don't just think like eating a bunch of chips and being sad. He's got to run around ruining people's lives. So the alcoholic father gets drunk the night Katie disappears and goes over to Hallie's house and like terrorizes her and her sister and actually attacks them and has to be arrested. Um, 
And this is the part of the movie where I started to feel like it was a very dense movie because it was minute 20 and it felt like minute 40. Um, and so the next day at school, the girls are like, did you really try to summon Slenderman? And the boys are like, we chickened out. Um, and Ren says, you know, this could be the next wrinkle in the story. So Ren is convinced that the video had something to do with Katie's disappearance, which is a big, you know, it's a big leap this early on because nothing really has happened yet. But obviously Ren is right. So they decide to go back to Katie's house to snoop around her stuff, which involves Ren knocking on the door and talking to this provably violent man and distracting him while Katie and Chloe sneak in the back door <clears throat> and go up into... Uh, or or uh, Hallie and Chloe, rather, go up into Katie's room. In Katie's room, they find sketches of Slenderman. Oh, and notebooks. They find the scariest thing of all, notebooks. Um, so they find a bunch of notebooks that say things about Slenderman, and they find some video files, and the video files are of Slenderman sightings. There's this video with little girls, and they're like saying Slenderman, and then Slenderman appears. It's all these videos of kids, like, sort of uh, haughtily taunting the slender man and then he appears and then they run um and so it turns out that katie has been researching slender man for quite some time and so like they're they're like so why did she summon slender man if she knew all this stuff and it turns out she's been chatting with someone called alley cat 69 it's not alley cat 69 oh god damn it so she's been chatting with alley cat 69 about slender man and and you know about how she feels after watching the video and how she feels that his presence and then they find a video of katie from the night where she disappeared and it's her running into a tall figure it's just her face and then she looks up and then the you know it goes out so they like they i guess they took her computer from her house or something because now they've like got access to all her internet stuff and they're messaging her internet friend Alleycat69 Katie and Ren is like look Katie excuse me Hallie and Ren is like Katie is missing and the internet friend is like of course she is and they're like well can we get him back and the internet friend is like depends on what you're willing to give all caps him he knows you're interested he's already watching um and then this is the point in the movie, and this is, they say this a couple times, I think it's sort of a, a nod to uh, Slenderman's inception on the internet. They go, someone, I think probably Ren, who's, Ren is the main Slenderman conspiracist. She's the one who believes the entire time, and it, it does not serve her at all. I hate to spoil the ending. Um, but Ren get, goes like, he gets in your head like a virus. Like, and someone goes like, what kind of virus? And she goes, like a computer virus. Like, but I think she actually says, but instead of the hardware, it's your brain. No, she doesn't say that. Does she say, but instead, she might say, but instead of the hardware, it's your body. She says, instead of the hardware, it's like you. Oh my God. So she says it's a computer virus. And then she's like, if we surrender something to him that we truly love, we can, maybe we can get Katie back. Katie asks Slenderman to take her. She has an alcoholic, excuse me, an alcoholic father. She hated her life. Maybe she asks Slenderman to take her and we need to ask Slenderman to give her back. So Ren convinces the girls, they go into the woods and do like a ceremony where they set fire to all these objects that they love. They're like most prized possessions. They're all like these things that remind them of their parents who they all lost. They all lost a parent. Um, and these are like their ties to their beloved parents, the, a blanket that my grandmother made, uh, a cup that I made for my father when I was six. And they burn and break all the items, and then they blindfold themselves and they wait for Slenderman. But Chloe can't take the pressure, and she takes off her blindfold and gets spooked and runs into the forest, and she sees Slenderman, and it turns her, like, catatonic. And Chloe re reappears, groggy, 
And they're like, you saw him. And she denies that she saw him. But then Chloe back in her room gets a video call and it's out from outside her house. She's looking at her phone and it's an angle of her through her window. And then it's someone phasing through her front door, like not even opening it, but phasing through her door and passing through her house. Chloe's just like watching the video call happen on her phone. She doesn't do anything. The video call moves up the house through the stairs and now she's creeping around and Slenderman puts his creepy hand on her shoulder. He puts like a claw hand on her shoulder and she turns and she screams and now Chloe disappears from the movie and she has been gone now for days and people are asking about her at school and none of the other, there's remember two remaining girls now, Ren and Hallie. And neither of them have heard from Chloe. Neither of them can reach her. Her parents are asking them to leave them alone. And all this is going on. Meanwhile, Tom, a boy Hallie likes, asks her out. And she's like, yeah. And then she sees Slenderman in the bushes. And she gets distracted. And Tom's like, are you sure? Yeah? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your house tomorrow night? Sure. So then I think it's Ren. Yeah, because Ren goes to the library. You got to go to the library. If, look, if you're doing some research, if you're looking to do some research, you got to hit that library up because it's where you're going to find your microfiches and your search engines and your various uh, librarians who can spook you. There's a librarian jump scare in this scene. But so Ren is researching shadow people and she Google image searches. <laughs> She Google image, oh, she doesn't Google image search, excuse me. She Google searches pattern of missing children, which like, I'm sorry, but you're going to end up in QAnon if you start Googling that. Uh, like what if, oh God, what if she gets in QAnon? She comes back and she's like, look, the Slender Man is not what we need to talk about. There's hundreds of thousands of children being trafficked every day. Um, okay. So she looks up, she gets her QAnon evidence, and she goes to the internet research. She goes to the book research scene from the internet research scene. She's looking at the books and looking through the records, and there's a librarian jump scare, as I mentioned. And finally, she finds something significant in a book, and the lights go out. And then Slender Man, in his suit and tie and no face, is in the library advancing on her. He's walking towards her, and she's running all around the library. She's freaking out. And this is like the, not even the halfway point of the movie. And Slenderman is terrifying this girl in the library and really overwhelming her. And then, of course, the lights come back on and she's like, you know, hysterical. I'm sorry. I just got to find a better word than that. But um, the librarian is like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she's like, oh, God, uh, I'm crying and uh, um, I'm crying and uh. Um, so Ren goes and yells at Hallie for not being more invested in the Slenderman. She's like, you've got a date while all this is going on? And Ren sort of pesters Hallie into going to see Chloe. They go to Chloe's house and they see her staring out the window and they like wave to her. They're right on the other side of the window and they're waving at her and Chloe like can't see them. And they're like really freaked out by this exchange. But then they have another fight in front of Chloe's house. And Hallie, I guess she just, even though she is seeing the Slender Man, she doesn't really believe. Nothing has happened to her that has been intense enough that she believes that the Slender Man is responsible for Katie's disappearance and that Chloe isn't just having some, you know, she just wants to live a normal life. She's kind of in denial. But, um, if, like, for me, if it were me, again, it seems pretty cut and dry at this point that the Slender Man is real and that he's getting, going after them. Um, 
But so Hallie goes on her date with Tom and she's making out with Tom. And then she has this horrible, again, it's another metal video. Like Tom is like on top of her and it's, he's like blurry and it's like cutting and cutting and cutting. And he's like making different like pained faces. And the like camera is like modulating around him. And there's that eye again. And she like freaks out and like she can't make out anymore. And Tom is like, gives her some water and is like, are you okay? And she's like, I got to go home. And Hallie, uh, back at school, um, okay, so Tom is like, okay, so Hallie tells Tom all the Slenderman stuff, and Tom's like, I'm going to watch this video. And Hallie's like, no, don't, please don't watch the video. It's not just a video. Now she's finally like, seriously, don't watch that video. Promise me you won't watch it. And then the next day, she comes into school, and Tom sits down and gives her this like look like he watched the fucking video. Like he can't even look at her. He's clearly shaken. Tom is going to get gotten by the Slenderman now. Ren won't even look at her either. She's like lost. She's completely alone. And Hallie messages the internet friend, Alleycat69. How do you make him go away, please? And the Alleycat69 account gets deleted. So she goes and apologizes to Ren online now, who is a cruel victor. Ren's like, it's too late. You had your chance. And so she follows, she hears Katie's voice and follows Katie's voice into the woods. Again, a very boring woods. She's walking around the woods. She sees Slenderman and runs and this is where this is where I had the idea. What if Slenderman were like Freddy? What if every what if he were like, what woods you do for a clon dead bar? You know, um, what woods you do for a clon dead bar? I got to get in that Freddy writer's room. Um, hire me, hire me to write quips for you, Freddy. Or what if Slenderman was like, I'm s- return to slender. Like he he like throws. A bo- he kills you with a boomerang and he says return to slender oh man I gotta get in that writer's room that Freddy writer's room alright so uh, jump, there's a jump slender scare and then we're back in bed she's back in bed she goes to the bathroom and this is where the shit starts this is where the movie just starts being like fucking weird she goes to the bathroom and suddenly she's got a big pregnant belly and tentacles start shooting out of her belly and then she wakes up again and now her little sister is having like an episode of a seizure of some kind so they, now they're in the hospital and there's more dumb like walking around the hospital, getting spooked in the hospital. There's dumb hospital stuff. She's walking to, through various hospital tableaus. She sees a happy family. She sees a very tall, slender doctor with a shadowed face. She returns to find dead Lizzie with her face twitching. And then there's a ghost hallucination. One of the ghost hallucinations, one of the worst ghost hallucinations I've ever seen. Then she, it flashes back to reality. Lizzie is alive, but she's in pain. So they take her to the ICU, and this movie at this point is really unwatchable. And it feels like it's been going on for two hours, and it's only been going on for like an hour and five minutes. Um, So Hallie goes back to watching Slenderman videos, and she finds a new video that proves that Ren did the Slenderman ritual with Lizzie. And she goes to Ren's house furious. There's nobody home. She's walking around the empty house. So Ren, in mere days, has plastered her wall with Slenderman drawings and relevant newspaper articles. It looks like a like months' worth of conspiracy work. It's been done in just days. And Ren, she, she Hallie finds Ren out on the ledge about to jump. And she looks, or, or, or first she looks up Alleycat69. She looks up the true identity of Alleycat69, and she finds that the account user is in a mental institution. And then she finds Ren out on the ledge about to jump. She pulls Ren in, and Ren's like, he wants us! He wants us! And Slenderman uh, calls them on the phone and plays his signature noise. Slenderman has like a sort of bell noise, like, bo, bo. Hang on, let me try that again. I can do that better. <clears throat> I took a VO class. I can I can get this. Hang on. 
Boom. Wow, that's artisanal. That's frankly artisanal of me. Um, so Slenderman, he calls them on the phone. He menaces them with his noise. Um, and uh, suddenly the Slenderman is coming through the house. They close the door. Slenderman phases through the door. His shadow is coming up the stairs. And then from the other side, through the window, tendrils come in, his, his much-vaunted tendrils, and they grab Ren and they just pull her out into the abyss. So that's the end of Ren. Poor Ren, who knew the truth all along, just gets unceremoniously dragged out a window by Slenderman's tendrils. So Hallie decides to give herself up to save her sister. She runs to the woods. The Slenderman noise plays. She's wandering around the woods. There's, there, here's Slenderman. She says, take me. Then Slenderman turns into the spider from Wild Wild West. He's a big spider man. And it's too dark to see what's happening at this point. This, uh, the film is very bad. And it becomes incredibly dark, and she's scrambling around the woods. Even though she said, take me, now she's running. But she gets grabbed by a slender tree, and then the tree eats her. She becomes subsumed, which is a $10 Kalini word. If you had subsumed in your Kalini bingo this week, you can scratch that off. Um, Within the tree, Lizzie wakes up in the hospital. So now that Hallie has sacrificed herself, Lizzie wakes up in the hospital. But she, her first thing, she instinctually knows that Hallie is dead. And... And then there's VO at the end. It's Lizzie's voiceover. She's talking about the slender disease that killed her sisters and their friends. She's like, that's how a virus works. Again, that's how a computer virus works. And then she says, some people cross the line and seek him out. Those messed up people go out and do messed up things, creating more stories to tell. It's all spreading his word, you know? And then that's the end of the movie. It's all spreading his word, you know? Um... So that's the Slenderman movie. Now here is my idea. And this is, again, it's gruesome. But I think, you know, an episode ago, I thought that they didn't make a Slenderman movie out of tastefulness, out of tact, because they didn't want to be uh, gr- grim and glib about this attempted murder that occurred, this really grim stabbing. Excuse me. It turns out that they are not concerned with that much at all. But instead, they made a bad movie. I think they should have taken inspiration from the stabbing and made it that Slender Man forces them to stab one of their friends. That's what I think. Instead of one of the friends disappearing, I think this movie should be about the three girls planning to kill their friend and then they kill their friend, but that's not enough for Slender Man. Slender Man wants them too. Slender Man. One of the, one of the um, attorneys in the documentary calls him Slender Man, like it's his last name. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'll do another one before New Year's, but I'll see you guys. You know, take care of yourselves and have a slender day. Uh, great. Goodbye.